Tonight I'll be preaching from the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 18, and I'll be reading from verse 1 down to verse number 6. Matthew chapter 18 and verse number 1. The Bible says, At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted, and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name, receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for your precious word. We thank you for the privilege we have to once again open the pages of scripture and to hear from you. I pray that you would speak to each and every heart in a special way. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would have free reign and course to work and to accomplish your will in our lives for your will and purpose to be done. Thank you for what you are doing in our lives and for the many wonderful testimonies that we've heard tonight. May you continue to bless as only you can. Thank you for the privilege we have to be a part of building your kingdom. May you minister as only you can do through the preaching of your word tonight. Give me the words you love me to say. And may you take full control, save some lost soul, stir the heart of every believer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated. The COVID-19 pandemic ushered in a period in our history like we have never seen or experienced before. And we would know very clearly that in an effort to respond to this crisis, countries closed their borders and implemented strict requirements for entry. They also imposed strict requirements for how we would function as residents and citizens. We refer to these rules and regulations as COVID-19 protocols. We were required to adhere to these protocols whether we like them or not. And I can say from experience, and I'm sure that those of you who have had to travel as well, you understand what the hassle was like with these COVID-19 protocols enforced. You had to ensure you had your vaccination card, your proof of a negative PCR COVID-19 test. You had to scan your passport page and complete a form and receive formal approval that you must present to the airline before you can be allowed to travel. Many people have been left stranded at airports because they did not fulfill all of the requirements or did not receive their formal written approval in time. Now you imagine how strict and particular these requirements were for getting into one's own country, of course here in St. Kitts and Nevis, until recently. 
But somehow, as much as these requirements were in force, we knew what they were. We had to adhere to them in order to get back home. Somehow, mankind seems unaware or has intentionally dismissed the fact that the God of the universe, just like these COVID-19 requirements and protocols, regulations, whatever you want to call them, the God of the universe has requirements for entering into his kingdom. I want to call them kingdom protocols. You see, my friend, you and I are not allowed to come up with our own rules. We're not allowed to do our own thing and somehow magically make it in. We're not allowed to function however we please. Even if we decide to, they will be associated with consequences. As we minister to people by way of sharing the gospel, and as we minister to people in, by way of seeking to edify them through the word of God, my friend, if we're going to do this effectively, we must ensure that we are not caught up with this common belief, this common false belief that exists that you can do whatever you feel like and God is going to sanction it. It does not work that way. And as we continue in this series that I've entitled A Ministry to Pattern, we must understand that Jesus, even while he ministered here on earth, did not go about making people feel comfortable by making them think that they could just come any way they felt like. And since he didn't go about his ministry here on earth that way, neither should we. And so I want to preach a message tonight that I've entitled kingdom protocols because Jesus outlined some specific requirements some specific regulations some specific protocols if you will regarding his kingdom regarding entering into his kingdom regarding functioning with his approval in his kingdom and guess what because it is his kingdom he has the right to say how you're going to come if you're going to enter There are too many people who proclaim to be men of God who sadly are leading people astray with the notion that you can do whatever you want. And it's leading people sadly to a devil's hell. So I want you to notice by way of this subject tonight some requirements for entry. Requirements for entry into this kingdom. The Bible says in verse 1 that what precipitated Jesus' answer, which we'll get to in verse number 3, he was asked the question in verse number 1, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them. He was, he was establishing, the, 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 as it were, and for one of a, I don't want to use the word object lesson, but because they're a child, I don't see him as an object. But he wanted to 
help them to understand where he was coming from. And so he places a child in the midst and then he gives them the requirement for entry into his kingdom. And my friend, jot this down. The requirement for entry into the kingdom of God is simply this, conversion. Amen? Conversion. Now, he says in verse number three, Verily I say unto you, except ye be what? Converted and become as little children. He shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You see, my friend, to be converted means that in our original state, we are ineligible for entry. We must be changed from one state to another. So he says, you must be converted. Now look at John's Gospel, chapter 3, passage that we are very familiar with, so we won't take the time to read all the verses. But in John chapter 3, we know that Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus, a man of the Pharisees, the Bible says, a ruler of the Jews, who came to him by night. And Jesus, speaking unto him in verse number 3, says, Verily, verily, he was saying, truly, truly, surely, surely, For emphasis, he repeats, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He was saying to him, Nicodemus, no person is going to enter into this kingdom unless he or she is reborn. Unless there is conversion unless there is a transformation this my friend is the new birth understand this is a spiritual awakening not come as you are verse number five he says verily verily i say unto thee except a man be born of water and of the spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of God understand that the simple and sole requirement for entry means you must be converted you must be changed by the Holy Spirit of God look with me at Ephesians chapter 2 and you understand that we were in a state prior to conversion that shows we would be clearly ineligible for entry. Look at what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. It says, and you hath he what? Quickened. This is a function and an act of the Holy Spirit of God. He, he had made you alive. Look at it. You were dead. You were, past tense, dead in trespasses and sins. Without being quickened, my friend, you were dead. Without being converted, you were dead in trespasses and sins. Ineligible for entry into God's kingdom. Wherein in time past, he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Notice he's talking in past tense, prior to conversion, among whom also we all 
had our conversation, our manner of living in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by the nature the children of wrath, even as others. This is past tense. This is prior to conversion. But God. But God. God interrupted. God interjected. God intervened. God who is rich and mercy in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins has quickened us together with Christ. By grace I saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. My friend, this is conversion. This is transformation. This is God doing a work in our life. That's how you get into the kingdom. You got to be converted. And it's not an act you perform on yourself. It's an act that God performs on you when you place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. My friend, that's the requirement for entry into the kingdom. Anybody tells you anything else, they are lying to you. That's it. I feel like I don't have the time and I feel like I can't rush through this message. So we might have to have a part two next week because I want to share with you a falsehood that is being perpetuated by way of this critical requirement for entry And this falsehood is being perpetuated in ways that I believe are so very subtle. And I believe that the devil uses this because he knows he can perpetuate error for a requirement that is so clearly stated, but he can accomplish the goal through music. And I know I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to might ruffle some feathers in some places, but I'm endeavoring, my friend, to expose us to truth. Because error is what causes people to miss out on the kingdom. When you believe wrong, you behave wrong. When you believe wrong, you end up missing out on a requirement that has been so clearly stated. I'm sure all of you by now would have heard this very popular song. A place up there for people like you. Now, after what I've just outlined, that the requirement for entry into the kingdom is conversion. It's God doing a spiritual miracle in a person's heart because that person placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ 
for the forgiveness of their sins. A work of the spirit. That's the requirement. It's not you doing good works. It's not you helping your neighbor across the street. It's conversion through the Holy Spirit of God. Oh, I'm going to read the lyrics from this song. I want you to tell me, in your honest judgment, comparison with the word of God, tell me, this is not the devil leading people astray. Mind you, I'm a lover of music. Boy, the melody, wonderful. Sounds great. But listen to what it says. If you give a little more than you take. And if you try to fix more than you break. If you are the kind who takes the time to help a stranger in the rain. There's a place for people like you. Really? If you stand up for those down on their knees and lend a voice to those who cannot speak, if you shine a little light, give sight to the ones who've lost the way, there's a place for people like you. Now there's a place. But he goes on in the verse to clarify what place they're talking about. I've heard up there their streets are made of gold. Oh, is heaven you're talking about? And when you get there, there's a hand to hold. I believe when your days down here are through, there's a place up there for people like you. If you walk around with your heart on your sleeve, and if you try to be the change you want to see, if you lay down your life for love so someone could be saved, there's a place for people like you. My friend, that is not Bible. I don't care how good it sounds. And it sounds real good. But my friend, lies can sound real good too. The entry Requirement into the kingdom is conversion. And conversion requires dependence. It requires reliance. It requires trust and faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross. I'm going to give you a few verses to support this. And we'll pick this up next week. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must, must, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's dependence. That's reliance. 
That's not taking matters into your own hands. Romans chapter 1 and verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by what? Faith. Faith. Ephesians chapter 2. Verses 8 to 10. If you have it, say amen. Okay, you need some more time. Ephesians chapter 2. Verses 8, 9 and 10. For by what? Grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Not fixing more than you break. Not giving more than you take. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Listen, God does the saving. God does the keeping. God does it. When we place our faith and trust in him, and we place our faith and trust in him in order to serve him. We produce good works as a result. Whatever happens by way of his salvation is all his workmanship. Even when we do God's, we do good works, he's his working through us. It's all him. And none of it as a precondition for us getting into heaven. You know why? Because getting into God's kingdom requires perfection. Perfect holiness of which none of us can attain to. That's why people have this thing about as if this is some, some kind of seesaw. Give more than you take. So if, if, if it balance this way, well, you think you get in, you make it in. No, God requires complete holiness. That is why we get in not based on our our holiness, but the holiness and righteousness of Jesus Christ. He clothed us in his holiness. That's how we get in. So, that's point number one. Requirements for entry, my friend, into this kingdom. This is kingdom protocols. You don't have the authority to change them up. They've been already established. We couldn't change the ones in Sinkis Nevis until the government says they are changing them. How are you going to change God's protocols? So requirements for entry. We'll leave it there for, this, this, for tonight and we'll pick it up next week. But Jesus says if you're going to get into this kingdom, you have to be converted. 
transformed. The greatest miracle that happens in our life when Jesus gets involved and changes us on the inside out. All right? So if you want to hum the tune, hum it, but don't sing no words. They're lying. So purchase the track from somewhere and listen to it as an instrumental. No words. We ain't propagating no falsehood. We're dealing with kingdom protocols. Amen?